Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Today, we are joining you on the busiest draft weekend of the fantasy football season. We're here. We made it. We brought the band back together because, ladies and gentlemen, we miss Mike Dickinson, so he's back. The original Isaiah Pacheco truther. We got the <laughs> there is. Everybody out there is going to say, no, 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 I was in on Isaiah Pacheco. No, no. Mm. Mike Dickinson was the first guy I heard anywhere talking about Isaiah Pacheco. So, we're not going to talk about Pacheco today because everybody else is doing that. Today on the show, we're going to talk about the fantasy football heroes and zeros this season. So before we get into it, before we start talking about the players, go to the DFSArmy.com website. The draft kit is live. Okay, it's been live since July 1st. I just put my latest rankings out yesterday. We have <laughs> positional players. We have overall rankings. We have cross-positional tier rankings. We got the super flex rankings. We got the auction values. This is the time. Go crush your league. DFSArmy.com. Go to the season-long fantasy football page. Get those rankings. So, Mike, before we get into the heroes and zeros, I just want to discuss the context for the people, okay? Heroes are pretty obvious, okay? These are players that we think that at their values have a real opportunity to really just elevate your team over and above what you have to pay at ADP to get these players on your on your team. The zeros, these are guys that we're not necessarily saying that don't draft. It's not going to be a do not draft list unless, I guess we preface by saying do not draft those players. But these are guys that we just feel like they're going to underperform based on their ADP. Maybe it's 80% return of value, which we don't like that. We want to get value at every pick. So let's not bury the lead. Mike Dickinson, we're going straight to you. Give me your first hero of the fantasy football season this year. All right, so I've been out for a while. I'm coming back in with a bang. And for my first hero, I'm giving you a two for one. We are going straight to, and this is a little bit of a homer pick. Um, we're going straight to Philadelphia Eagles. Um, my two for one is Dallas Goddard and A.J. Brown. Brandon, I know you like A.J. Brown. I, you can, uh, I can already see you getting happy smiling there. Um, so uh, let me preface this by saying before the trade, I was kind of out on A.J. Brown for this season. He was His production and his fantasy production was so predicated on his efficiency. I just couldn't see that level of efficiency maintaining in, in Tennessee with their dedication to the run game and Derrick Henry specifically. And why wouldn't you be? Derrick Henry's a beast. You know, run him into the ground until he breaks. You know, his injury last year I don't think was a volume injury. I think it was just kind of a freak thing. So – Yep. You expect him to be back. So what I'm looking at, I'm getting serious, serious, serious T.O. Donovan McNabb vibes from A.J. Brown and from Jalen Hurts. So for those of you who don't know, I'm based on the East Coast. My family's from the Philadelphia area. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan through and through. So they're my they're my local team. I follow the beat reporters. I follow everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of it. I'm watching all of it. So those are the vibes that are coming out of there. A.J. Brown was floored that there were 30,000 fans that turned out for their first open practice at the link. Like he is all, he is all about that Philly life. So um, I think that he is uh, – you know, looking at the chemistry that he's got going with with Jalen Hurts, I think is is pretty nice to see. Um, Hurts was really coming into his own, you know, and then throwing Dallas Goddard in there for a little for a little freebie for my first for my first pick back. Looking at looking at offenses that target the tight end heavily. Um, shockingly enough, you look at uh, I think uh, Cincinnati was in the top three last year. Not surprisingly, Lamar Jackson and 
Baltimore were in the top three. And then Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles targeted the tight end at the third highest rate in the NFL last year. I think it was like 28.3%, something like that. So, you know, Zach Ertz is gone. We saw what Ertz did when he when he shipped off to Arizona. I think that he is, I think that he's great. Uh, I think that he's in for another big season with Kyler. But, you know, looking at looking at what Goddard has the ability to do, especially when you get a monster like AJ Brown on the outside, you got Devontae mm-hmm. Smith on the other outside. You got to account for those guys. Yeah. It's going to clear out the middle of the field. And I think Goddard, Goddard's currently going as a tight end eight. I think he he is set to smash that ADP. Thank I you. Think, I think he's going to. I think he's going to produce at a top five easily level. Yeah, yep. He's the guy that, that he's the cheat code at tight end with this year. I think. Yeah. All right, what, what, what do you got to say about that, Brandon? What's that? What do you got to say about that, AJ Brown? Uh, oh, AJ Brown. I, I we were just talking at pre-show. I was like, we have to have AJ Brown in the show if we're going to pick a hero of the week. And AJ Brown, I the move to Philly is I'm getting great vibes from it. I think, I think the running back room for Philly is kind of weak with Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell being the guys. I don't think he, they are really anybody to be honest. And I think they realized that, and that's why they went all in with the pass offense with A.J. Brown addition. And now that is going to propel Jalen Hurts into a top-five season. I think he's going to be a top-five top five quarterback this year, especially with A.J. Brown's arrival and Goddard's uh, release of Zach Ertz's uh, handcuff of doom for him for the last few couple of years. And I just feel like this offense is about to breathe and be able to operate like the coaches – want to call it so they have the talent to do it i think they are ready for the modern football era with jalen hurts and this aj brown air attack i think it's going to be just something special to behold and i think the eagles win the division yeah i don't have much to add i mean i was going to just say that a lot you go and you pull a lot of people out there but who's going to win the nfc east and it's the eagles a lot of people are picking the eagles uh especially after the tyron smith injury he's gonna miss most of the season. yeah that's huge it's not that's all of the season right so that's huge mm-hmm. that, that's a big big loss for dallas um fly goes fly baby brendan who's mm-hmm. your first hero of course i gotta go with my guy trey lance he's finally getting released upon the nfl this year i feel like this is something we've all been waiting for i think everybody the haters and the believers all want this to happen so we can find out what this uh player is going to be and I feel like he's going to be more like Cam Newton coming into this league and he's going to be a monster on the ground I think he's going to get 150 attempts and he's going to score double digit touchdowns on the ground and have over 700 yards Um, with that I think Jimmy G had around 400 and so attempts last year in the past game I think he matches that as well and I just think he's more explosive of an arm and talent so he's going to hit deeper down the field which will give him more chunk yard plays he may not be as efficient he will be but he will get the monster plays that we want in fantasy football and for up and what you know Kyle Shanahan wants in his offense he wants to attack the deep deeper third of the of the field and now he's got a quarterback that has the horsepower to fit in those windows and I feel like Trey Lance he he's easily a top eight quarterback for me going into redraft he has top three upside I mean Cam Newton when he came into the league he was third over overall that year for quarterbacks I I I don't see why the hell 
Trey Lance can't do that as well. This kid has all the talent. He has a great coach around him. He has a supporting cast. He has a great run game, and he has a great line in front of him to protect him. What all these things are adding up to me is a star is about to be born, and we are going to be very happy about it because Trey Lance is going to light up scoreboards for us fantasy players, and he's my hero, man. I think he's going to come in the league storming. I think he's going to be just swinging deep. So, so, so last year you talked about Jimmy Garoppolo total pass attempts. He had 441 pass attempts per mm-hmm. game. He averaged 29 per game. Okay, mm-hmm. so comparatively, I mean, Jalen Hurts at the start of the season was passing more than the end of the season. But all things being equal, he had 432 pass attempts last year. So, yeah, to say that he's going to have a similar pass attempts per game uh, to Jimmy G last year, I think that's totally fair. And yep. you compare that to say somebody like Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes had six, 650. Okay. So it's yep. so 450. That like, that's a kind of a sweet spot number. Jimmy Garoppolo yep. last year, averaged just over 16 fantasy points per game. Mm-hmm. You bake in some of the rush what, 30, 40 rush yards, and then maybe half a, a rushing touchdown per game. Cause that's what he's going to get mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Trey's probably going to get nine, 10 rush touchdowns. Okay. Yep. That's fantasy goal, baby. That that's, yep. that's flirting with, with top three, Quarterbacks. I mean, you look at the Jalen Hurts upside last year. I, man, you add in just those yak monsters with with Brandon Ayuk, and of yep. course Debo Samuel, Trey Lance. He's going to George smash. Kittle. Like, oh yeah, I mean it's just it, it goes it goes like crazy. Mike, do you have anything to add, or should we move on? Uh, I think that I go ahead. Wet blanket. I agree with everything that Brandon said. Um, you know, look, and I I comp him a lot to what Jalen Hurts did last year. I think that the danger in that is in a redraft setup. I love it. He's he's top five. He's potential to be the the number one overall quarterback like Hurts was last year, depending on your setup. I think the danger in it is that you already saw in Philadelphia in the offseason that they were talking about potentially replacing Jalen Hurts. I don't think that San Francisco is there because of the draft capital that they have into him. I think they're bought into him for a little bit. Um, but it's always it, it's it's a real danger, um, especially as savvy as DCs are this year. You're looking for his progression as a pass. You're looking for him to bring that completion percentage up. And if he's, you know, the the stuff coming out of camp looks good. You're getting good vibes off him if he progresses like that. I've been as much of a downer on Trey Lance as anybody, but I, I hope that he I hope that he succeeds for fantasy. He's definitely locked and loaded as top five, and I hope that he gets there for NFL as well. You yeah. love it. Love it. Okay. My hero, baby. My first hero, because we Let's can be go. heroes. You and I. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver one on the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. So why do I like Rashad Bateman so much? It's, it's, it's hard because last year, I mean, he had the early, he had round one draft capital, which was great, but obviously he had to compete with Marquise Brown. Lamar Jackson was hurt for a lot of it. And Rashad Bateman missed a good chunk of his rookie st- season with a groin strain. He actually missed five games. And then he, even after that, he kind of struggled with this, the balance of the season. So not a great litmus test for how Rashad Bateman is going to be, but I definitively believe that as much as Marquise Brown wanted out because they weren't doing what he wanted to do, even though he was getting peppered with targets, they would not have let him go unless they were supremely confident that Rashad Bateman could step in and be a true number one. Yes, we know the Baltimore Ravens are going to shift the focus back to the run. That's what they want to do ideally, right? But Rashad Bateman, he's going to be a super hyper-efficient type wide receiver, and he's going to get so many bloody targets, okay? So last year, we know that there's 108 vacated targets, okay? Marquise Brown also had a 20% target share. I would expect that coming into this season, Bateman's going to get at least 25 26%. We talk about yep. a good number. 
number one wide receiver on the team. We want him at a one at a twenty percent target share, twenty five, twenty six percent. That is elite. Okay, let's look a, l- a little bit about what he did in college. Okay, you can kind of run off twenty twenty because that was the COVID year. Um, he opted out. He opted back in. He ended up opting out, missing the last three years. But in twenty nineteen, he was the Big Ten receiver of the year. He had sixty catches, one thousand two hundred nineteen uh, receiving yards, and eleven touchdowns. Okay, looking back at his overall just college metrics, he had a nineteen an eighteen point eight breakout age, which was a 93rd percentile. He had a 35.7% college target share, which was a 98th percentile. And he had a 40% college dominator rating, which is an 82nd percentile. Again, college dominator is just a percentage of a receivers receiving yards and receiving touchdowns for the team. So overall, everything we look at for Rashad Bateman at his mid-round five draft costs is going to absolutely smash this year. I just did my home auction league last year, last night, excuse me, and I was not going to leave the room without Rashad Bateman. Michael, Mm-mm. am I crazy? Nope, absolutely not. I love it. Um, you love the vacated targets. You love Lamar being back at the helm there. Lamar looks all bodied up. Uh, obviously, they're going to run heavy. They're going to go through Andrews. But, I mean, who else are they going to go to? When, you know, Bateman put it on the field last year at the end of the season, and he was doing it with subpar quarterback play. So, you put it all together. They drafted him in the first round for a reason. Um, they let Marquise Brown go for a reason. Yeah, that's I, right, I think, right there. I, I think they're all in on him, man. And why wouldn't you be? I think a yep. lot of a lot of folks had him as the, as the number one receiver coming out of the draft last year. So, mm-hmm. if that's if that's where you had him and that's what he is, then let's go. Giddy up. Beautiful. Odell Beckham, right? Odell Beckham, I know. It's just you get that little that sniff. His his best comparable on PlayerProfiler.com, which is of course our go to location for, Diggs. for data analytics, is Stephon Diggs. So just <laughs> let that let that marinate for the people a little yeah. bit. Mike, give me your give me your first zero because of course we love the wet blanket here. Who's your first zero? My first my first zero is gonna is gonna piss Brandon off, but it is what it is. Um, Go for it. Uh, yep, J.K. Dobbins is my first zero. So mm-hmm. this is not an indictment on J.K. Dobbins, the football player. This is not an. This is not saying do not draft J.K. Dobbins. This is strictly based off of where he is going in drafts, and he is currently going. I'm running off Fantasy Pros. Uh, they take a they take aggregate ADPs off of off of a bunch of different services: Yahoo, ESPN, Sleeper, all sites like that. So J.K. Dobbins is currently going as RB 23, 51 overall. Um, in 2021, he was coming off the board as the RB 17, 19, somewhere like mid to back end, mid to back end RB two. And that was, that was without the injury history. So looking at what Baltimore does, Baltimore loves to run the ball. You can't sustain that type of volume with one player. I mean, going into it last year, we were hoping at best for a 65, 35 Dobbins, Gus Edwards split. Um, they got Mike Davis in there. Not that Mike Davis is a workhorse by any means, but he's a healthy back. He's been the number one back running with the ones all the way through camp. The other thing that that really, really causes me to press pause on this draft pick at RB24 um, and I, again, I preface it by saying if he drops into the mid thirties, if you can take him as more of a flex play than an RB2, I'm all in on that. So, uh, I'm big on I'm big on injuries and injury history and everything like that. Some injuries are fluky, like we talked about with Henry. Some injuries are not fluky, and some injuries have a ton of data to go back behind them. So, if you're if you want to get some more information on injuries, look go to Draft Sharks. Um, DraftSharks.com has amazing injury history on all these players. It has it it goes all the way back to college. It has. Um, you know, how many games they've missed, what their chance of injury is, what their chance of injury is per game, their durability, durability, durability level, everything like that. So looking at 
looking at J.K. Dobbins, um, as they go into the injury history, they actually link to an article that was done uh, by the Orthopedic Journal of Sports Medicine, where they talk about 300 plus NFL athletes and their return to play after ACL injuries. Of those 312 NFL athletes that returned to play after ACL injuries, um, running backs had the largest decrease in in volume and efficiency and output in games played everything uh the running backs had almost a 91 percent decrease in productivity their first year back so you look at you look at saquon barkley last year saquon barkley was a perfect example he was he was one year back he looked good in camp came back the ankle injury kind of went down and that's what you see with these acl with these return to play after the acl injuries you see a hamstring on the other side you see the potential to tear an acl on the other side because of overcompensation you see ankles you see everything like that so that combined with the fact that listening to jameson helmsley who is the beat reporter for the baltimore ravens said that he expects to be four to five weeks before dobbins is into the double digit touch range so you're looking at the first quarter of your season where he's seven eight nine touches a game at that price i got to be out Brandon is anguishing. Do you, have, do you have any rebuttals to that, Brandon? No. Um, I mean, to be honest, I I think he, his value is just fine. You're kind of getting him at a at a deal for what he his total upside scenario could be. I think th- that's kind of baked in already. I I, I it's just, I don't know. I mean, I'm never gonna speak ill against J.K. I think he is completely a ridiculous talent. I think he. Showed that as a rookie, unfortunately, he just had that injury. And, we'll, you know, it's a gamble until we see him. You know, that's the biggest thing. I'm willing to take the gamble. Mike isn't. You know, like that's that's all it is. Um, he would rather take somebody else that's probably coming, that's healthy, that's doesn't have any issues at that ADP. And me, I'm more of a risk taker, and I'm going, this guy can be an RB1. <laughs> like if, his talent is telling me he could be an RB1. Why, why in, in a run-heavy offense would I ever bet against that? Um, so, you know, that's just, it's the same way when people talk about CMC, Christian McCaffrey, it's the same thing. Are we, are you risk adverse with injuries or are you going to buy it? You know, like buy that, you know, it's, it's the same thing. So it's yeah, just a it's all about the risk tolerance for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Sure, sure. Okay. Brandon, who's your first zero of the season? My first zero comes from what uh, Trey Lance is going to do. It's going to affect this guy directly. His name is Elijah Mitchell. Um, Elijah Mitchell is a committee back that is going to be in a committee with Trey Lance and also all the other running backs. And Trey Lance (laughs) is going to have lots and lots and lots of looks in the red zone. And that's where we want our running backs to cash in for us, right? Nothing more frustrating to see when your running backs get vultured. And I feel like a lot of pain is coming for those that drafted Elijah Mitchell at ADP in the sixth round. No chance. Give me AJ Dillon. Give me Drake London. Give me somebody else over that situation with the Niners and Kyle Shanahan doing all his uh all of his crazy antics with his running backs you never know with this guy and he doesn't like to fall in love and stay with you he'll divorce you and get rid of you real quick so this man is very finicky with his running backs and I just the same thing with the Patriots that's why I don't invest in those backfields it's just too scary for me I like running backs with defined roles and I feel like Trey Lance is going to steal a lot of production in that red zone area outside the 10. He's going to run in double-digit touchdowns, and it's going to directly siphon from Elijah Mitchell. 
Yeah, I mean, he's already dealing with the hamstring injury. It's his soft yep. tissue injury. And he's small. Soft t- yeah, and he's smaller. So it's just these soft tissue injuries that you, you definitely give you word because they can nag throughout the entire season. No, yep. no football player is ever healthy during a season. We know this. Mm-hmm. But there's levels of injuries. And then, like, for any of, those, any of those runners out there or any of those athletes who have had hamstring injuries, I've had many in my day, and they mm-hmm. they, they suck, man. They definitely mm-hmm. suck, so I get it. I mean, I like I like Elijah Mitchell. I took him last night in my in my my draft because I got a decent price on him. I think I paid like three four bucks for him, which that's you know, that fine. Price, yeah, that's yeah. fine, right? But you know, the, a mid six round pick, early six round Mm-mm. pick, it's it's right in that it's right on the end of the dead zone, albeit. But there's a reason he's in that zone. There's a reason you're getting a discount. Same reason for, with J.K. Dobbins. You know, there's stinky cheese on all these guys for sure. Um, speaking of stinky cheese, I would say probably the stinkiest if. if I don't think there's a stinkier starting running back in the NFL right now than the guy that I'm choosing. And his name is one, Miles Sanders. So just leave it right <laughs> now to always steal my damn thunder. And sorry, Mike, I know you're uh, you're an Eagles guy, but look. So right now, Miles Sanders as a whole is being way overdrafted by the people. I got to scroll all the way down. So overdrafted. Yeah. So as a whole, he's being drafted as the RB29. And 91 overall. That's the eighth round. Sounds fine. Sounds fine. But he's the kind of player that you're only going to take if you faded the hell out of the running back position and you're like, you're desperate. Hey, Miles Sanders is a starter. Let's go for him. He's RB29 in the underdog right now. I've ranked at my as my RB37. And even then, if he was there for a buck in an auction league, I'd be like, I'll spend my buck elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, you alluded to it before. It's just there's that ambiguous backfield right now, which we don't love because Miles Sanders in the past, when he's healthy, has shown glimpses of it, but he's been so inconsistent. And he's one of these players where I, Al says it all the time. There's, It's like he's too good to cut, not good enough to start on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have that carrying cost for a player. And at that stage of the draft, I'm either going all upside, baby, all upside, or you're drafting other positions like your tight end. Guess who goes around there? A player that we've been targeting in all of our drafts. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dallas Goddard, also on the Philadelphia Eagles. So there's just so many better choices. He's a landmine. I prefer to, I'm taking more shots than Kenny Gainwell later. Kenny Gainwell's three, four rounds later. Why not? Right. So, Mike, yeah. Eagles fan, what do you say about Miles Sanders? Yeah, uh, I agree 100%. Um, I almost had him on my zero list as well. And, you know, one of the things yep. you look at, you look at Sir, you look at Sirianni. Sirianni came out of Indy. Um, he was in Indy in 2020 when they were when they were mixing in um, Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines when they had Jonathan Taylor. So clearly, he doesn't give a crap about putting the most talented guy on the field. I think when you look at the landscape of that running back room, it's obvious that Miles Sanders is the most talented guy there. But for some reason, the coaching staff just has this aversion to him. They haven't extended his contract. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves in free agency this year. There's been talks of them trading for Kareem Hunt. So like, you just, as good as the vibes are with AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. The vibes are just as bad with Miles Sanders. And quite honestly, like he looks kind of disinterested in the whole thing. He doesn't look like he gives yep. a crap about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm 100% with you. You know what would actually be a very good trade would be Damian Harris to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great Perfect. fit. And they could probably get it for pretty cheap, I would think, because Ramondre Stevenson seems to be running away with that, that starting role. That's interesting. Um, all right. We talked go. about that last week. I know, exactly. Yeah, go back. Go back and listen. Go back Mike, one week, guys. <laughs> the geek says he likes to live in a negative. I'm a more glass half full kind of guy. So give me another hero, please. All right, another hero. Um, this is a guy that I was 105% out on last year. I wanted nothing to do with him. People were saying that he was going to be the RB1 
where he was. He was going to be, he was being underdrafted. I think, I think he was being overdrafted. My next hero is Chase Edmonds. So when you look at Chase Edmonds, this is much more about the value where you can get him and what his role is going to be. So a lot of, a lot of times we like to say, follow the money. So Miami went out and got him right at the very, very beginning of free agency. Miami has a brand new head coach. Mike McDaniels comes out of the Shanahan system. So, you know, he's going to, he's going to play a little bit of trickery with his running backs, but I mean, that type of investment that early in free agency kind of you tend to believe that that they're going to utilize him um the the vibes out of camp the reports out of camp about gaskins are not good um you know and you look at what you look at what chase edmonds did last year when he was in arizona even when he was in that backfield with connor he still finished in ppr as rb30 he's currently going as rb34 so just based off of what he did last year when he was clearly clearly the number two behind connor and uh, Edmonds was injured for a little bit of the year but even still he was clearly the number two he still finishes rb30 we've seen that he can put up big games i think that what you'll see out of miami i think that you'll see them manage his volume a little bit more he'll be in there he'll get high value touches especially in the ppr setup he's going to get a lot of looks in the passing game he's slippery he's bigger than you think he is he's 5'9 201 so you 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 tend to think of him as a slighter back but he's kind of he's kind of right there like you wish he was maybe a little bit heavier you you wish maybe he was up to the 210 215 range but you know he's not he's not he's not Devin Singletary small so um yeah I I just think that he's for where he's going I think he's great value especially if you go hero RB or if you go zero RB you know you want to go say you want to go quarterback or tight end early you grab a bunch of receiver value and you're looking at him I think that you could do a lot worse than him where he's going yeah, I, I love that. I love Chase Edmonds. Yeah. He's just—I just yep. moved him way up. Great value. My rankings because I haven't. Well, actually, coincidentally, I just have him right after J.K. Dobbins, but it's—it's it's a tear break. And to me, you know, for what you have to pay J.K. versus Chase Edmonds, I'm—I'm I'm cool to wait two, three rounds. Like underdog J.K. is going at 55 overall. Chase Edmonds is going at 82 yeah. overall. So just from a value perspective, Chase Edmonds is such a smash there. And it's like you said, follow the money. And, you know, you look at Mike McDaniel, formerly the old coordinator at San Francisco, like he's got a type. Just like uh, Shanahan has a type, McDaniel has that same type, and that's Chase Edmonds. Brennan, give me a hero. (laughs) My next hero is a rookie coming in hot. We've been talking about this guy since – you know, after right after the Super Bowl, right after right after the Senior Bowl, everybody started talking about him, and that's this guy, Damian Pierce. This man that's at the Texans, he is skyrocketing up boards right now. I I'm actually kind of nervous. He's ripping so far up boards because he was such a good value just a, just ten days ago. <laughs> he was such a good value in best balls, and I just feel like the public is finally getting to know this man and. You know, when you think about the Texans and what they can be, you got Davis Mills there. He's he's a he's a decent quarterback. That's another hit by our wizard over here, Mike Dickinson. He he called him out early, and he you know Davis Mills has held on to that job like he said he was going to, and that was something that we haven't talked about. And that's right there, man. I'm giving you credit right there. And then I, I mean, with with that offense, you got Brandon Cooks in there. You know. And you got Nico Collins on the outside helping out with Brevin Jordan as tight end. He's underrated as well. I think that whole offense is underrated. And with Levy Smith being down there, I can see – remember, this is the man that leaned heavily on Matt Forte when he was in the NFL. And this is – Damian Pierce can catch the football. 
and he is a three down back and he can block. So he is not coming off the field for anybody, especially not Marlon Mack or Rex Burkhead, that dust. I mean, like, come on, this guy is going to take 70% of those snaps, 65, 60% early. And it's going to grow from there. And it's just, he's going to be the dominant force in that offense. I feel like, and when we, when he was coming out, in the process, I said he is Kareem Hunt. This guy reminds me just of Kareem Hunt, 224 pounds, built for the workload, and he can catch the rock. We just don't know, understand why those college coaches didn't use him in a full, full-time full role down in Florida. I mean, underutilized talent. It's, it's just insane what college coaches do sometimes. And, uh, you know, good for him in the NFL because he's got less touches on his body, less uh, reps on his body, and he's just going to – be a much better pro than he ever was college. And I think he's a hit. And at, at ADP, what is he's at 65 or something overall right now? Something well, like that we, yeah. we saw. So so NFFC, if you look at the last week of data, he's at 76. You look at the last two days after that insane preseason game, again, he's now at 66. So it's, yeah. it's, like, it's, it's a meteoric rise. He's going yeah. just after, from a running back perspective, just after Elijah Mitchell, just ahead of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Give me um, all those – dude, not even close to me. I mean, I, the upside of Damian Pierce here is immense because of just who's around him. And I think mm-hmm. I think the coaches – like I said in the pre-draft off, uh, process, this guy has a personality, man. Like, he really does. And I feel like he is a locker room leader already as a rookie. And you can just tell his team is just, like, waiting to see what he's going to do next. So – that that excites me as a as a fantasy guy, and you know I, I'm all in. I'm all in on Damian Pierce. I've been in on him. I've drafted him well before James Cook, Rashad White, all those guys, and it was for a reason. It's because of this reason right here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we saw it at the Senior Bowl. He shined at the yeah. Senior Bowl. It was him and Rashad White with the top two backs that week. Yep. Um, he was hyper efficient. We've already talked about it on the show many times. So won't get back into the numbers. He's hyper efficient in college. Didn't get the usage. And in preseason, again, it's just preseason, it's backups, but he's still averaging like over nine yards carry. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's just an insane clip. Like, shit's going to resort back to regular NFL, right? When he's playing real games, real bulls are flying. It's going to be different. But, man, you talk about opportunity. This guy has taken the bull by the damn horns. He's gotten on top of that bull, and he's riding it now. I mean, it, this is a pretty wild. Uh, this is a pretty wild prediction. He could possibly outproduce Brees Hall if if Michael Carter's for real. Like he could get capped to the point where Damian yeah. Pierce is the guy that's going to outproduce him as a rookie, rookie for rookie. That that would that's be a pretty. Bold call, baby. That that's a bold call, and I think it's possible. So it's interesting. It's an interesting thing to think about, but I'm all for Brees Hall. I like Brees Hall. Not, not saying shit about Brees Hall. Go buy Brees Hall with all this nonsense about Michael Carter. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay, I'm going to move on to my hero. Look, I, I, we don't want this to be an Eagles show. I'm not even an Eagles fan, man. I just, Jeez, I'm boys. Eagles fan. <laughs> it's just, it just seems like God. <laughs> I have to reiterate Jalen Hurts. Okay, so I am co-president of the Jalen Hurts fan club with a few other fantasy fo- football Twitter people. Love Jalen Hurts. Love him as a rookie. Everything about this guy is just, he just oozes with class. We saw it last year. We saw the upside in fantasy last year, and that's all at the end of the day all we care about. Um, you talked about the narrative, Brian, in the offseason. Well, is Jalen going to be the guy? Are they going to trade? Are yep. they going to draft somebody? No, I mean, this year, 
2022, the Eagles are all in on Jalen Hurts. Him and A.J. Brown, they're buddies, man. Like, chemistry on the football field is a real thing. Yes. He now has a supporting cast. He's got one of the best offensive lines in the league. I think you're going to trust his ability to throw the ball. It's not going to be 29, 30 times a game. Um, Geek was talking about he thinks it could be as low as, like, 20 21 pass attempts per game i think it's probably going to be somewhere in the lines of 27 28 pass attempts per game like i think that's a nice sweet spot in the modern day nfl to win games and they're also playing the nfc east so a lot of these games are going to be cakes right like dallas cowboys dallas plays fast the eagles are gonna have to play fast to keep up with them right washington they're a shit show they should be able to take them out the Giants, I would say, are kind of still a black blocks prospect in the sense that they could be good. They could be absolutely just dog trash. We just don't know yet. But, I mean, Kadarius Tony, he's already hurt, so write that guy off. So uh, this is the year for Jalen Hurts. If he hasn't made his mark on the fantasy football landscape yet, ladies and gentlemen, 2022 is the year. Absolutely going to finish as a top three quarterback. That may be a bold call, but he's going to finish as a top three. And he's got quarterback one in his range of outcomes, if he could just sure does. improve the passing efficiency with which, guess what? They got one of the most efficient wide receivers in the league. If A.J. Brown can make Ryan Tannehill a fantasy star, yes. guess what? Yes, guess say what? it again. Jalen Hurts season, baby. Mike, what do you got to say about that? Dude, I don't think I don't think QB three is a bold call at all. He was, in, okay. depending on your format last year, he was a QB one. So if you're in a setup where quarterbacks get four points for passing touchdowns, uh, Jalen Hurts is locked and loaded as a top three easily for me, mm-hmm. barring injury or something like that. He's got the production on the ground. Clearly, their running back room is an absolute. It it it's a mystery. Uh, so I don't know that there's any real running back on that team that that siphons those high value those high value touches like we talk about with, you know, with somebody like a Brian Robinson or somebody like that. So I think it all lines up great, great for Jalen Hurts. They they didn't draft a quarterback this year. This was the year not to draft a quarterback. Now they hedged. They they moved. They traded with New Orleans and they got a they have additional first next year. So Jalen Hurts knows he's got to prove. But you know what? He's locked and loaded. Philadelphia loves him. He loves Philadelphia. He's ingratiated himself to the community. He's in with AJ Brown. He's in with Devonta Smith. He's in with Dallas Goddard. And I think it's going to be a great season. I'm with you 100%. Love it. Eagles are going to kill it this year, I think. I just think they're going to put up a ton of points. They're definitely a sexy team, that's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Okay. So, guys, let, let's – I want to go to the people for a second here. Should we discuss a second zero, or do we want to stay positive and just list off a few honorable mentions from the hero? Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Let's go. Let's go to you, Brandon. We'll go to you this time. Give me a couple honorable mentions. Give me <clears throat> give me two. So, okay. guys. Honorable, no, honorable mention honorable number one. Mentions. Brandon, Brandon, honorable mentions are kind of bullet takes, okay? You're like, oh, <laughs> don't go off on a Brandon D. Adam 19 on Twitter type rant, okay? Go. I'll just I'll just say his name. Michael Pittman. Go draft is. him. Superstar oh. in the making. Go. Yes. 150 targets incoming. Yeah, you definitely get like the uh the the, the old school Julio Matt Ryan type vibes. You, like, you just mm-hmm. that's what you feel. Give me another one. Give me one more. Give me one more. One more? Oh, I'm all in on uh, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is my (laughs) – that's locked and loaded wide receiver three in all my drafts it seems like. that. I think this guy will has the upside to get into wide receiver one conversation. I mean, I would be disappointed if he was any lower than wide receiver 15. 
to be honest. I'd be disappointed. Yeah. And I feel like he has really good upside up to the wide receiver 10 if they can just get that offense rolling a little bit. I think that I think he's going to start off hot because, hey, this is crazy. Joe Flacco is going to be playing. I think Joe Flacco understands this kid is freaking Stefan Diggs in the making and just give him the football as much as you can. And it seems like they're connecting a ton in camp. And so I'm all in for the hot start for Elijah Moore. And I think Zach Wilson should be a competitive guy when he sees that. He better be competitive about it. And when he gets in there, he better start ripping the football earlier and quit holding the damn balls put it do it on time boys that's that's just throw the ball on time that's all you got to do with elijah moore just get in his hands and he's going to produce for you michael all right so two quick ones uh my first is wandale robinson uh looking at yeah you like that so uh looking at him he's got a 37.3 percent college dominated rating 39.3 percent college target share breakout age of 18.7 those are all uh, Dominator was 77th percentile. The tar- target share and breakout age were both in the 95th percentile. My man has the pedigree. Uh, New York went out and drafted him early. And then you look at you look at what Cole Beasley did out of the slot in the Dayball system last year. He had 110 plus targets. So you know you look at you look at what Wandale could step into. There's the reports coming out of camper that he's playing a lot out of the slot. He he goes into that. Say he say he say that drops by 20. percent Say he's in the 85 to 90 target. A 90, 90 targets for the year. You still gotta love what this guy's gonna be able to do with the ball in his hands. He's he's quick. He's he's five eight one ninety five one eighty five somewhere in the neighborhood. He's a little slight, but man, he's quick, and it looks like they're gonna scheme to get the ball in his hands. So um, after that, the next one I have is an oldie but a goodie. It's Adam Thielen. So you look at what <laughs> they've been doing in you look at what they did in Minnesota. Kevin O'Connell has come in there. Where did he come from? He came from Los Angeles. So it's easy to draw analogies, but. You look at Justin Jefferson, probably going to play the Cooper Cup role, going to get fed till he pukes. Who's in behind that? Who is in behind that? A little Odell Beckham. You look at what Beckham did when he got traded in there. And I'm not saying that Thielen is Odell Beckham, but what I'm saying is that his ankle is back to where it was. Um, He's healthy. He loves the offense. Kirk Cousins is fired up. Uh, Justin Jefferson is going to draw a ton of attention. And I think that where you've seen Thielen thrive is with that large touchdown share. And I think he's going to still continue to live there. I think that where you're getting him, he's he's coming off the board at like wide receiver 29, somewhere around there. I think he way over delivers on that value. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Let's talk a little running backs for my notable mention. So there you go. Yeah, this we this guy's going to be a superstar. Brandon's like, Shane, how come you're not talking about this guy to me? He's just, he's just too obvious, but maybe he's not obvious enough. And that's John. Okay. Thank you. He's put on weight. We see him in the preseason. He's taking hits on that shoulder that, that he missed time with last year. He's going to be peppered with receptions, which we know in fantasy football, the running back position, those high caloric touches are in the passing game. DeAndre Swift, he's going to smash. Um, honestly, probably a first-round pick. He should be a first-round pick. Yes. And um, I just don't know if that's going to be true. But here, here's something that's really interesting. And you have to bear with me for a second while I go and find this tweet. But there's a guy, I think his name is Alex Caruso on Twitter, who actually is oh, a really, yes. really good follow. Um, he had an interesting uh, tweet just today, actually. And he talked about just like range of outcomes types of running backs that you look at the, the profile to be the RB one. Okay. So for context, each of the last nine players to be the RB one were overall 25 years older or younger. Each of the last six players to be drafted as an RB one were drafted inside the top 12 and no player has been an RB one back since the 2007 season. Um, that's been older. 
right? So has been, sorry, back-to-back RB1s. There's four players that meet this criteria. Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, of course, of course, Javante Williams. Now that one's interesting. And DeAndre Swift. Okay. It's just one fact. It's just one factoid. We can, we can take data to do whatever we want, but DeAndre Swift, this is my, I gave, I gave Brandon Schiff for talking too long, but sometimes I just talk about DeAndre Swift and it just gets me a little excited. It makes me tingle. So DeAndre Swift, RB1 range of outcomes, love everything about DeAndre Swift. My second player. Now this one, I don't know. Sometimes I go back and forth on this player, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to go and say it. Okay, I'm just going to go and say it. I feel like we need to, to reiterate, especially in your super flex leagues, because this one comes personal. So this is this is too easy. Okay, cross positional values, in super flex leagues. Josh Allen is a 101. Okay, in my auction draft last night, um, the top players, Jonathan Taylor went for 58 bucks. Christian McCaffrey went for 50 bucks. Cooper Cup went for 48. Justin Jefferson went for 48. Josh Allen went for 41 dollars. So we're still undervaluing the difference that Josh Allen makes as the 101. Okay. So this is just, you know, this is like sometimes I hate about who who's who's going to be the, the RB1 this year. Is it going to be Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey? There's so much over analysis on these top end round one picks when really we we all know that it's the rest of your draft that's going to help you win the league. Okay. But let me just I'm going to look square square in the eyes of the people. Okay. If you are in a super flex league and you have the 101, choose the best player in football, <laughs> period. Josh Allen, the 101. I didn't think it had to be said, but guess what? It does. So don't overthink it. Josh Allen is the 101. He's going to win your league in Superflex. Go out and do it. Uh, I also, and this is something Mike brought up, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Odell Beckham. Might be a Buffalo Bill. It's oh, very possible like that happens. I'm just saying, like <laughs> that that Josh Allen could go absolutely nuclear going into playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. like for fantasy football, like he is going to go nuts. Um, they got Khalil Shakir been balling out in camp. Like that guy, Isaiah has, McKenzie too, man. Isaiah McKenzie is a superstar, or like just just a beast. Uh, a big play waiting to happen. Ga- we can't. Even, we don't. You know. You got Gabriel Davis as well. You got Stephon Diggs. You got Dawson Knox. You got James Cook catching the football now. Like Josh Allen is the 101, and it's not even close. Okay, so like, just people need to calm the hell down and quit taking your hot takes and just just take Allen and just be happy you had the 101. <laughs> Yeah, just take them, and and that's it. So we're going to wrap it up there. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully you're going to be yeah. a little bit more regularly, but it's still going to be patchy as we go. Um, oh, yeah. So trying to iron out what the, what the in-season content is going to be here at DFS Army, but I guarantee you, if you have a membership, or even if you don't, there's so much free content over at DFSArmy.com. Go get it. This fantasy football DFS Army page on YouTube, please like and subscribe. If you like what you're listening to, like and subscribe. It really goes a long way. Send us your comments. Hit that little like thumbs up button on the videos if you like what, what Brandon is talking about, if you like what Mike is talking about. You know, the thumb down, don't love it, but guess what? It still helps the algorithm. So tell us if you don't like it. Okay? <laughs> we have so much content. And listen, we're just a couple of guys talking about season-long fantasy football. You know what DFS Army does really well, guys? That's right. DFS content. Okay? Yeah. Every single day. Every, every 
single day the DFS Army Twitter account is tweeting out people who are taking down their tournaments. I'm not, I'm not, this isn't hyperbole. This is fact. Every single day we're tweeting it out. Real people, real members like you are winning money every single day. And there's actually a, a preseason discount code for the NFL package right now. I think you can save like 40 or 50 bucks if you go into the preseason. It's going to end in about a week and a half. So go now. I believe the, it's, the details are on the website, but I think the, the, the code is preseason. Go lock it in. Save yourself a little bit of money. And smash your DFS contest. If you're like me, man, I've struggled with DFS in the past. I'm going to start talking to coaches. I'm going to start following the tools. And maybe I'll actually cash a little bit in my DFS contest this year because my focus is season long. You go to the experts when you're not good at something. Guess what? DFS Army, they're the experts. So that's it. Thank you for tuning in. We got one more show, guys. One more weekend show before the real NFL season starts. We freaking made it. We freaking did it. For Mike. For Brandon, I'm Flex Shane, and we are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Let's go!